The following comes to you through Podbean.com. In the Artist Realm, one-on-one with Sylvia Stein. Here we go. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a one-on-one in in the artist realm with Sylvia Stein. I am so happy to have you on again for another one-on-one, and today I have the one and only Lisa Vasquez. She is a the CEO of Stitch Smile Publications, and she's also the publisher liaison for Horror Writers Association. And I'm so so happy and honored to have her today. She's been a mentor. And a great, um, you know, I've, I've done my internship with Stitch Smile Publications, and she's been wonderful. And without further ado, here's Lisa. Welcome to the show. Hey, Sylvia. How you doing? Doing good. How about you? Doing great. I love that little intro. I feel like I'm interviewing with Dean Martin in the Brat Pack. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. See, <laughs> see, see, guys, this is why she's, she's awesome. Thank you for being here. <laughs> my pleasure. Well, Lisa, you know, because I know you probably have your own fan base and stuff of what you do, but I want you to tell the listeners today um, through Podbean, and it, it will also be, this podcast will be available through iTunes. Um, tell us about yourself. Well, um, I'm the, as you mentioned, the Horror Writers Association Publisher Liaison, so that means I get to talk to a lot of different authors and publishers and um, help them collect books so that they can be considered for the Bomb Stokers Award at the yeah. end of the year. Uh-huh. Um, I also do mentorships with them. Um, so we, I also, you know, do mentorships with other authors through Stitch Smile Publication, yes. which I am the CEO of. Yes. And I do book covers for a plethora of people. So whether they are, at, you know, Stitch Smile or whether they're just an, an indie author, I try to keep it in the indie realm. Yes. And I'm also an author. That's that's amazing. My God, you're like uh, more than a triple threat, it seems. <laughs> you're like a, ma- a, a master. What's this, what is that saying? They say a uh, 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 jack of all trades, right? Yes. <laughs> but um, I want you to share with uh, with all our listeners here how how you got started. Um, do you want to go dive into your, uh, whether it's with the publishers of, uh, uh, li- liaison for horror writers or with your start with Stitch Smiles, whichever you want to take on first. Well, I'll probably start at the beginning because I'm an author. Okay. So, mm-hmm. as an author, uh, everybody, when they start writing a story, wants to reach for that, you know, that, that gem in the sky, which is getting a contract with a big publisher. Yes. And what I was finding is that, you know, when you're first starting out, it's, it's sort of like anything. You 
try to get information from other people. How do I do this? And you can buy books and you can buy, you know, uh, audio. You can, you can ask a lot of people, but it's sort of one of those unwritten rules where people kind of keep it close to their chest. They don't yes. want to give out that information. Yes. So you have to network a lot. Yes. And that's probably, a, you know, my first advice to new authors get to know other authors in your genre yes. and just really network and build your network because you're, you're at that point, um, you are training, you are, uh, you know, an apprentice. So yes. you have to learn where you're going. It's not just about the writing. You have to learn how to you know, talk to people and how to uh, engage readers because you can't just put out a book and expect somebody to read it. There's thousands of books every yes. day that are published. Exactly. So, in my in my search mm-hmm. for how do I get started with this? Because I'm also you know I'm business oriented, so yes. everything that I do is a business, and everything that you do is a brand. Yes. So I'm like, okay, how do I do this right? I don't want to do this and just have you know a book out there that kind of everybody forgets. Yeah. So, um, asking questions. One of and I can't even remember who it was, but I think it was Stephen King who said, you know, you need to. Um, I could be wrong, by the way. Yeah. But basically, no, you need to be a part of an organization. Yes. You know, you start putting yourself into an organization, like, example, Horror Writers, and there's many others out there, but Horror Writers, for me, and my genre, was what I wanted to do. Yes. And, you know, they say you're serious. People can see you're serious about what you're doing. Yes. You're, you know, putting yourself into that company. Yeah. So I joined them and started asking some of my favorite authors who were indie. Like, hey, how, how do I do this? They're successful. They're selling books. So, you know, I could see that they had a drive and they had a fan base. Um, and then what I started doing was, because I have graphic um, art skill, uh-huh. if I saw that, you know, there was a way for me to kind of, you know, hey, can I help you with something? Do you need, you know, memes? Do you need uh, a banner for your Facebook? How about a book cover? Yeah. Um, I just started offering that and helping with that. Um, Mark Tufo was the first one that... I really started talking to. He did uh, the series Zombie Fallout, which wow. is actually going to be um, a series. Wow. So congratulations to him. Yes, congratulations. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's everybody's dream, right? Yes, it is. So, so I started talking to him, and we were trying to, you know, I was just trying to offer my assistance as what yeah. I could do. And we did that, and um, through him I met Heath Spellcup, who um, is another author, and did the Monster Squad series, which is fantastic. Yes. And I ended up doing a book cover for him for uh, Caldera, which is one of his other books. So from there, it just kind of spiraled. It was it's, like, okay, now I'm doing this, and yes. now I'm doing that. And then after about a year with Horror Writers Association, I, you know, just, I loved it. I was like, this is fantastic. You guys are helping people, so let me volunteer. Let me help you some way. Yeah. And it ended up where they had an opening for the publisher of not so... Boom, grab that. Wow. Um, then I was doing book covers a little bit more, and I started uh, with another smaller publisher, and I was their in-house yeah. cover artist. Oh, wow. Um, so after a year with them, um, I saw how they were, you know, how they were running the company, and they weren't doing anything particularly wrong. It yeah. was just not my, what I wanted to do. And yeah. I said, you know, there's a whole big vision out here. Yeah. People need help. And yes. Yes. 
Yeah. I just did more research and just kept kept looking, kept looking, kept looking while I was writing. Um, I had my first book out and it wasn't edited, so my second took you guys get an editor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it it didn't do. It could have done better. Like it was branded very well. It's had a great you know. Um, yeah. touched based on a lot thank you uh, for sharing that first part of what of the many things that you do and one of the keys that I got got from what you said and correct me if I'm wrong is that you wanted your company after doing you know starting off you know where you got your big break and then you you, be, you get into the publisher liaison and you saw that company and then what you wanted for your own company you know as far as a uh, quality work um, that you wanted to show other authors but also teach them which is something that I'm very passionate about because I come from the teaching field too and and it's important to teach not just you know anyone can write a book I mean really if people can but but it's the quality of the like you said it, uh, a book is like your baby it is it is that work you're bringing out to everyone else and I've learned also the hard way when you don't edit correctly the damage it does to your sales and and it's not just about the sales of or or you know because I love writing regardless but you want to show your readers that you care about the work you're putting out and and if you don't do that and it it, it won't be successful because you're not taking the time to do it I don't know if that's like you know because I see that you like to pave it forward to teach others and that's why I do what I do, and I feel that you're in the same boat, or that's what you're trying to show with your company. Exactly, and you hit it right on the head that, you know, you're caring about the readers, you know. You're, you're writing for you, you're writing, whatever you're, mm -hmm. some people write for money, they want fame, yeah. they want, yeah. you know, whatever, but honestly, you, you're writing for the person buying that book, yeah. because otherwise we would just have a bunch of our own books sitting on yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You you really have to, I learned from my first anthologies that I did back in 2010 to now, every day you grow as a writer. You always right. learn something new and you, you, exactly. you keep growing. And I mean, that's key. And, and uh, so, so it's important what you touched up on and, and the quality of what you want to teach. But I wanted to get to your work as a writer, uh, as an author, because you, you published uh you know, very good uh, novellas and books. I want you to tell the listeners about your books. Um, well, most of my work right now is in the form of anthologies. Um, short stories are a fantastic way to mm -hmm. not only get your name out there, but um, it, it's sort of like a sneak peek into what you what your mind yes. puts out. So yes. you, know, you get a, a feel for somebody's style. You get a feel of you know their imagination and. Anthologies are just fun, you know, you can, yes. you can do them on the fly in between your novels and get a break from, you know, the scenes that you're 
you know, bang your head on the laptop for it. Yes. <laughs> but it just kind of gives you a mental break. Yes. Um, also, um, it's practice, and you can't write unless you're going to practice and, you know, really explore challenges and explore your voice. So yes. A lot of my are, um, are anthologies, and I, I'm in Fifty Shades of Slut. Play, I love that. I, mean, I love that title. <laughs> yeah, that one's a great one. Um, that was actually one of one of my first ones. Actually, the first one before that was um, All Things Zombie: The Gathering Horror, and um, wow. I'm actually in that one with Jeff Brown, AJ Brown. Uh huh. So shout out to Jeff. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jeff. And let's see. So then after that, I did um, collected Christmas horror shorts and the Easter uh-huh. shorts with Kevin Kennedy. So shout uh-huh. out to him. Yes, yeah, shout out to and everybody. Yeah, and then I also, my first book was The Unsaintly. Um, uh-huh. I did a novella first that was kind of a, you know, introduction to the story because it is a chronicle, mm-hmm. and I felt like people needed to sort of be introduced into it, so I did that one, and then I have um, The Unsaintly, mm-hmm. The Anti-God, which I pulled off the market because, like I said, it was not really edited very well, so yes. we're going to go ahead and redo that. Redo that, yeah. Um, It is it's, it's a wonderful better. if you haven't gotten it, you need to get that. All the stories there are wonderful. It, it they really are. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, we we've got a great um, you know reception on that and, and I was just so pleased with it. And then finally, um I just released the Unfleshed yes. Tale of the Autopsic Bride. And that one is um, if you look from one thing to another, I love how the chronology goes where you can see the growth of how my writing is and that comes a lot from my mentors, I have Don Palisano, who's one of my mentors, but um, Jeff and I work very closely together, Jeff Brown, and of course, Donnell Whiting, who's my yes. um, head editor. They taught me just invaluable lessons about writing and, and your voice and things like that, so um, I'm really, really proud of yes, that one. Because, I mean, I'm proud of all of them, but yes. that one is sort of like where I was like, yes, this is who I am, and this is what I write, and Yes, that's yeah. amazing. And shout out to them to shout out to uh, Donnell there too. She's a, been a good of mentor course. also. So shout out to her as well. And that's that's amazing that you you have that. And what I was gonna say is that your story. I'm writing the story. I remember in the Voices Within, you have the character on there. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. That she has like a kind of like a seems like a split personality there, right? Yeah, and, right. and um, my next uh, book that I'm writing, I think you guys at Stitched inspired it, I, I believe. It's because uh, I love uh, thrillers, and mine is not uh-huh. horror, but it's a thriller. And my, my main character has a, it's kind of like a multiple personality. So I'll be, it'll be interesting to see where I go with it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's interesting when you start getting into stuff like, you know, mental illness of that nature. Yes. It is so complex but it's so interesting yes yes and and that's where I wanted to thank you so much I was gonna say uh, on your stories because I one thing that Lisa has that I really really admire you can tell you do your research on your stories because on the the last book um that that you wrote um and the unfleshed especially uh the storytelling um if you haven't gotten it you need to get that book all her books, but especially that one, 
um, the research. Can you tell us about the background without, you know, giving spoilers because we want people to read it, but sure. what, what can you tell us about the process of your research or how you, how you went about that? Because I really felt like I was in that period of time and the way you did that. I know that's not easy. So I just want to know, like, it's not, it, it, it takes a lot of research and, you know, even on, uh, on subjects that I feel like I'm knowledgeable about, I always want to do a backup and just kind of make sure that, you know, I, I hit it so that, you, like you said, like you feel like you're there. And if I can accomplish that, then that's, yes. you know, the best way to do it. Now, here's the thing. I've never been to England, which is where the story is set. It's been mm. in, um, you know, England during the Black Plague. Yes. And it's one of the places I always wanted to go. So, I mean, I mm. literally just went through and Google Earth it. I was walking through the, yeah. the streets.
Like, you walk into mm-hmm. the market, and I love her, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm sort of the outcast. I want her. How am I going to get her? And this is that media mm-hmm. of mine. Like, I, it yes. doesn't matter what it costs. I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her. So he goes, yeah, he goes and uses his knowledge and says, hey, I can get a cure for this, but I want your daughter to her father. And so kind of go through this whole thing where this young, beautiful girl is yes. stuck with this, you know, kind of creepy guy. And, yes. Um, you know, it's unrequited love because, of, you know, he, he just adores her. I think, you know, she's the rose and, and, and yeah. all this great stuff. And she's like, yeah, yeah. get away from me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, this... And then she's faced with, hey, I've now got the plague and I'm either going to die or I have to, you know, abide by this guy yes so. so she has to make a choice and that's the thing about you, you made me it's so powerful what you said about your dad you know and the emotion behind that and that it's kind of like a tribute to what he said and in, in you creating the story and but but it is it is um you touched up on on very uh good topics here where people can you know be challenged by uh, you know t- take uh, taking a doing a transplant type of thing, but then this guy, your make your character here, he wants to take advantage. It's like he's trying to play God with people's right. lives, and and the way you describe, you know, this young girl, it's almost like a a, a dark a twist to Beauty and the Beast, you could say in a way, because this is a girl that's you know that's very you know very beautiful, and this guy's trying to you know play off you know trying to get take advantage of her, but then. The message behind it is that will she or won't she kind of thing, right? Right. So it turns it, it turns tables because you know he's got this you know this, this love for her and he's hideous and he's you know creepy mm-hmm. and she's young but she's also innocent. Yes. But then you take into to, to account like uh, now I've got this this plague that now makes me ugly. Yes. It makes me the monster. So you know now he's the beautiful one that's showing her love. Yes. And you know it gets it goes. Yes, it's it's amazing, and that's the thing. I love stories that take because I've never read horror. That you know, you remind me a lot of Anne Rice, um, the way you write that you take because that's Anne Rice does that with her stories. She takes something you know out of pain, like when she writes her stories. Um, she went through a lot of personal pain herself, and she brought it yes. into light these stories that she created. And and then the same way Stephen King, because horror doesn't always have to be gore and blood, like you said Hollywood does. It can be right. something that that you fixate on. That can be as as something as simple as uh, you know, as as um, uh, in, even in modern days, you know, where people in hospitals, you know, try to take advantage of a person. In this case, it's in the in England in the time period. But I love the way you chronicle everything. You almost, I felt like I was. Like I was transported, and also the medical terminology and everything you describe in there with with what happened with the plague and everything in there, the story behind it. It's very hard to do that, and you captured it. You know, and you know, I I really I was really immersed in the story, and I don't read that type of genre. I hadn't read it in a while since Anne Rice, so I really appreciate how Stitch Smile has opened my my uh, taste as far as the genres are and, and expand myself to reading other stuff than just a regular YA or new adult or, or romance. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's good to kind of be eclectic with your reading as well. So. Oh, absolutely. Especially um, like with your genre that you write, you're seeing that you can pull in. You can learn from all kinds of stuff. Yes. So, you know, I really appreciate that. That's a high compliment. 
Yeah, no, it, it, it really, it really, when I read this story, I, and, and then you were touching up on your dad and the pain, and that's what I, I remember when I read Anne Rice and reading, you know, when I saw her, your, her, uh, you know, documentaries that they've had on her and stories, she described the pain that she endured and, and how, how writing brought her out of it. It kind of right, created, exactly. created that, that emotional side that she could share and turn it into a, a, of course, a great story, but at the same time, it helped her deal with the pain she was, she had to deal, she, she was going through, which was, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how many of us do, and that's why I love writing, because sometimes it, it helps to let all these feelings out, especially with those that we love and care about. Right, and Anne writes, uh, you know, another thing about Anne writes is she does a lot of research, and I think that, you know, her being yes. one of um, the people I look up to, she's one of my, you know, inspirations, she is so educated, and I love that, you know, when you're reading her book, it doesn't sound like a manual or, you know, a textbook, it's very, yes. um, it, like you said, it just drags you into this whole new world, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I read, um, you know, the, the vampire, um, yes, you know, I love vampire with that, when I was probably, I want to say about 19, wow, and I sat there and literally was like, with your work I, I feel that you you're the research and it's hard to do that but you said I ask questions and some people you know they say they do the research and I don't know if they do but uh, in your case you know when I've read your books I've, I've always feel like transported like when you're you feel like you're there and and you feel the emotions of these characters and uh and and what 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 I find interesting is that Research is key because I've had other authors come on here. Um, I have a UK friend, Chrissy Parker, a shout out to her. She does research when she does her historical fiction. And she's, right. you know, she brings about her time periods. And she also talks about how you have to do the work and research all of that. And you, you've done the same thing with what you've done. So this is, it, you know, it, it's key for any, you know, for any authors or that are listening, listeners, but authors... Mm -hmm make sure you know you really take the time to do that research because it'll be the best thing that you do even if you're creating a story of fiction that goes a long way right. <laughs> and, and things will bite you in the bottom it will if you if you have something that's off it, it takes the reader out of the story mm -hmm. and you know everybody's going to have that so if it happens to you i mean don't don't get yourself down about it just learn from it but we're not all experts at everything that we do i mean unless you're doing it like i said a a manuscript or some, you know, textbook, you're really not an expert in what you're researching, but you should know enough that it doesn't completely be, become unbelievable because, like I said, especially like military-type books or things like that, um, people are not afraid to call you out on it. <laughs> no, we know, we know it's happened in real life to other journalists. I won't name, but you know, uh, you know, when you embellish a story, you know what, what happens. The media will get you. Exactly. So it, it, it does happen, and, and, and you touched on it. Not, you know, I'm not one for name calling, so I won't say who it is, but unfortunately, it, it is unfortunate. Sometimes we think, okay, let's embellish. If, if you're going to embellish it, make sure it's believable because 
the, the key is the research that you do, you know, you need to be clear on, on the set and the times that you, you work on. Exactly. It's a good twist. Good twist to it. But it's good that when people point out certain things because it makes it motivates you to try it. Okay, well, what about this? You know, they they right. they're still open minded to to seeing the possibility of what could be. So that that right. makes sense. Yeah, and and I've had that happen in some stories where they're like, well, I don't know, but maybe you know, it, it's kind of right. it it makes you think. But yeah, that that's a good point yeah. to it. Exactly, but um, and I, I I get pretty wordy, so I told James, you know, cut me off, James, because uh, sometimes I'll go on and on. You're trying to say something, <laughs> I do that. The 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 host takes over the the show. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but 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 I was gonna say um um. So what are you um? What is your biggest motivation? Like when you're creating a story, what is what is it that inspires you when you like? Do you think of characters first or plot first or you just because I know James when I had him on shout out to him James Matthew Byers, uh, he said that he he just gets on there and he just starts kind of it flows for him like it he doesn't really have a set plan sometimes he does but most of the time it's you know it's just uh, sometimes it it comes freely it doesn't you don't really do an outline or anything like that like do you work upon an outline or do you feel that um, you just want to go with the characters or your plot first, or you just, it, it changes each time. Well, for me, um, and I know Jeff is going to kill me saying this, I don't outline at first. <laughs> I, I actually have tried to, <laughs> I try to incorporate that just because, you know, he's one of my editors and, yeah. you know, it helps him out. <laughs> but for me, um, you know, and I got this, I mean, Tom Harris, from, um, you know, did Silent Bill and he had um, the scene where Hannibal says, you know, what what do you covet and why, mm-hmm. basically is the gist of it. And you you covet or, you know, you have to know something. So you have to see it. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's where, um, do you covet that idea? I don't know, but you kind of see something and, you know, you'll be walking down the street and something will pop out of you and you're like, yeah, that would make a great story. Um, a lot of things, come from actually my dreams and that's scary right but 
lot of us I agree with that and that that those that makes that makes perfect sense and but what, what I was gonna say and that and that's very important to remember that and that's thank you for sharing that because I'm sure it'll help uh, you know listeners and anyone that start wants to start in writing th these are key things that you can take with you and trying to try to get it you know try to get an idea of what you want to do which which helps right. exactly it has to work for you but it also has to work for your editor or it, they will Yes. <laughs> it has to work for the story. It really does. Yes. People nowadays were, were kind of spoiled now because when I was growing up, we didn't have Google or any of that. We had to go to the library to look up yeah. stuff it, or, or go to a card catalog. Do you remember that? Uh, where you oh, yeah. <laughs> to look up the research in the little uh, little microchip thingies. And I'm like, I can't find yeah. it. You know, to do all that. So so now we're, we're kind of like, pampered. Like, we're magicians. <laughs> like, we're Yep, and stamp your card and stamp it if you were late or something like that. It was like, oh my God. That's, uh, yeah, that's just, I'm not really saying I'm older, but <laughs> but I have a younger husband, so that's yay for me. <laughs> but putting, putting myself on there now. And uh, my husband will probably be, what? What did you say that for? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Trying to make trying to make my guests uh, comfortable and, and laugh at his expense. So, <laughs> but um, I know, right? 
I, t I totally took off, took that off topic anyway. But um, but I was gonna say, what are you um? And thank you for um the, the, for amusing me a little bit there. <laughs> so what is the main like um? If if you could give any advice on writers, um, or new new people starting off, like in any of the creative fields that you've shared, um, from you know CEO and what you try to do for Stitch. Um, or, you know, for co a cover designer as an author, what advice would you give them? Um, I'll start with covers because it's kind of, it's a little bit easier. Okay. Um, your cover artist, if you have a good cover artist and you guys agree on the concept, yes. you need to trust them as far as like fonts and textures and things like that because, you know, I'm freelance, so sometimes I'll have other, you know, outside authors and mm -hmm. they're like, they want and you're mm -hmm. as a designer going it doesn't look good you yeah. know and yeah. I'm trying to be honest with them but they kind of get it stuck in their head this mm -hmm. is exactly what I want and, mm -hmm. and whatnot so fonts have to be readable from far away mm -hmm. they have to it, it's a psychology there too you know colors have to match um yeah can't be too blended you know some people can't see certain colors so they have to stand out in certain ways um and people who are not color artists and they just have an idea of what's sometimes that doesn't work so yeah. trust your artist and have a good enough relationship where they can tell you this is not good I, you know um, they're not trying to change your cover on you but they're really trying to get you failed I yeah, mean, that's yeah. the point right? yes, yes. their credibility is based on people see it and go holy cow yeah. um, and sometimes authors rely too heavily on the reader who doesn't have so look I mean if you see a poster and you're like wow that's really cool but somebody who's walking down the aisle of a store and they see that cover are they really going to think it's a professional cover or are they just going to think like oh that's a cool picture yeah you know um is it going to engage them because if they can't read it and what it says they're probably just going to walk by and go oh that's cool and walk on they're not going to pick up that book so it has to yeah. engage new readers as well as the readers that you have and know your style and know what that book is about you Ex know what I mean exactly exactly um, so Yes. how to critique and yes. learn how to edit and has 
Exactly. That's that says, I'm an editor. What have you edited? Then look at their, their work and see what have they done, you know. Yes. Um, no, no editor is perfect. There's going to be one or two mistakes, but yeah. you're going to get to that point where, you know, if I can put out a book that sitting next to Stephen King's book, you wouldn't know it's from an indie publisher, that's my goal. Because let me tell you, these people reading Stephen King and they're going to read your book, they're yes. like, Yes. Why would you put yourself through that? Yes. when I started. Yeah, you have to grow thick right. skin or you're not going to be able to write books because you're exactly. going to be too yeah. afraid to to put yourself out there. And it is scary, right. but think, yeah. Think of actors that go and audition and, yeah. you know, somebody's like, ah, no, get out, you know. They have to go through just the same, I mean, yes. probably worse. I mean, they're based on their look. Yes, you know, when yes. Yes. What if? It's face. always like, what if? Not question it, but kind of go, what if this happened? Or something. Right. Or not just that, but, you know, like for me, uh, with the insanely, I was, you know, going through the death of my father at that time. Yeah. So, again, it was a very traumatic time for me. And yeah, I questioned I, I my can't. own faith. I questioned everything about life. and can't ima- you know, I can't even imagine. Like Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you're going to give yourself the right answers, and it's going to get you through that time. Yes. So either you're going to fall into a really dark place, or you're going to get to the answer that you need. Yes. You know, the light's always there, and that's the, the yes. tagline for that book. You know, there is no darkness without light. So yes. Yes. when you are searching for that light, you have to go through the darkness to get there. Yes. And that's the same with writing. If you have to trudge through the... You know, remember the Yes. Oh my God! Yes. Yes. Oh my God! That movie. 
everybody yes. to do it now. Yes. We always have to Pretty go through that that dark period. And that was a great analogy to, to use the that Shawshank and, and, and the, the what you said about you have to have darkness to have light. All of those things are true, especially when you're going through a very hard time. And and especially with I you know, I, I, I know how it was for me when my father passed on. I can't, I can't even imagine how you felt. I know how I feel with my own experience, but I can't ever tell someone how they felt with, right. with their experience. So it's good that you, you know, touch base on that. Something so painful. This is why I felt, you know, I compared the same thing with Anne Rice and the way you write because she dealt with her pain her way and she also used her writing as a filter to, to kind of show people right. this is what I'm going through. And 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 it 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 made it more even more emotional, like you said. It's it's a message behind it, but get, take the time to read it, you know. Right. The other thing, you know, like uh, with the Shawshank Redemption, do you remember how yeah. he took that little spoon and he would just take the rocks and put them in his pocket? Yes. Oh God, it took him years. Yes. Years, years to get there. I try to instill that in my mother's too, because of course we're all excited. Yes. He had this great book. He had this great, great idea. And then we have a con- we have a little um, it's a concept in Fish Smile. Mm. Do you want it right, or do you want it right now? Yes. And we only want authors that want it right because we're giving so much knowledge to you. Yes. That it's going to take so long. You have to have that kind of patience. I want you to start, you know, breaking that wall down one spoonful at a time. Yes. Walking the yard and dropping the out and that's your branding that's your engagement yes. with your new fans mm-hmm. exactly you know, I'm doing little things like this to kind of get your you know get to where I need to go before I finally have to trudge that mile of crap yes yes and then finally I'm clean I have a you know new shirt clean clothes and I'm free and that's what we're trying to get you to go because every story and, and that's another thing every story has a build up every story has the backstory and, and all this. So imagine if you just came to me as your first book yes. and you're like, hey, here it is. Here's my submission. I'm like, great. I'm going to publish it to the office this month. Do you have anything to say to anybody who's interviewing you? No. no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get here? Oh, it's submitted. Oh, okay. You know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Give yourself your own backstory. Give yourself some depth and say, man, this great experience I went through to write this book, it was hard, but I had these people around me that believe in me, give yourself that, yes. that surrounding, and your your writing career will be that much more fulfilled. Yes, 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 and that's, it's, that's important, and th- those are all important messages, and I'm sure all the listeners and people that are, are maybe afraid to start your writing, now you have a lot of good tips and insight that Lisa has offered to us in this one-on-one, which is amazing, and... Uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do that today, Lisa. Oh, it was so much fun. Thank you for having me. But uh, I wanted to say, um, what is something we don't know about you? It, it, it doesn't have to be anything related to creative or whatever you want to share that we don't know that you would like to share with us today. Boy, I put you on the spot now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's hard because on one hand, I'm sort of open. On the other hand, of course, there's all those secrets that are secret for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. Something you 
don't know about me. <laughs> um, okay, so I I love classic music. Okay. Um, I'm I'm huge into classic music and opera. I love opera. Yes. Um, oh, awesome. And I actually was a, a dancer when I was younger. So oh, wow. Was, you know, my whole life is kind of surrounded by that. And my dad, my dad was also a musician. Oh, so wow. we, you know, we had a very artistic family. We enjoyed, you know, culture and things like that. Um, so much so, like, we, like, we were talking about we didn't have Google when we were little. We used to read encyclopedias for fun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you do it all. <laughs> nerdy thing about me. Yeah, I love, I love um, things like opera and, you know, and, and your know, opera is, I guess, part of writing, too. Cause it's yes. Like a big yes. story. Yeah, and so, they're, tra- um, they're tragic. <laughs> And they're tragic yeah, too. The operas, <laughs> they right. they have that yeah. little tragedy in in there, and then, and the music oh, is yeah. so inspiring too. And emotional, it's like mm-hmm. you're talking about. You have all that emotion behind the story. Yes. But you don't know what that man said, but he meant it, whatever it was. <laughs> yes, exactly. But you you just and, and the, it's interesting. The opera, the classical, and the dancer, and and the creativity is all. It, you have it all from you know, your beginnings with your dad and, you know, you said that he was a musician and so creativity is, is definitely a big part of your family. You know, right. it, yeah, definitely. it's, a, it's, it's awesome and to my hear. my mom was really big a part of that too. And my mom, you know, she was just really supportive. Like, you know, we would do these crazy things, you know, we sit at home and, you know, she's at work and she'd come home and the whole house is like built into a little stage and she, you know, she comforted all that and she, Yay. you know, she's, and her, her creativity actually, she does, I mean, she can take anything in the house and just make this beautiful house. Like we had, we, we, we were, you know, pretty poor when we were growing yeah. up and, yeah. you know, we didn't have a lot and when my dad got sick it was even worse because, you know, obviously he couldn't work like yeah. normal people. So, um, you know, he had, you know, band jobs, which he was fantastic at, by the way. He was a great mm. um, art, artist. Yeah. And then when we would come home, the house, you would never know we didn't have money, you know. Wow. And that took a lot of creativity to say, you know, I don't have a lot, but what we have is, is beautiful. It's so beautiful. No matter yeah. what was going on on the outside, our house was like that safe haven. So, Inside. you know, just really, you, you, you have that kind of environment, and it takes anything bad that you're going through, like, you know, Yes. in the hospital and you know things like that and you could just come home and be and feel like this is a safe place away from the bad world and she did yes. that so that's that's amazing shout out to your mom and we love our mom yeah, so my mommy. <laughs> yeah so shout out to her too but you know i can't tell you lisa this has been so so awesome to have you but i wanted to say where can people connect with you um if they want to reach out to you um, you know, as a fan, as you know, to, just so they know where you are on social media. Um, the best place to find everything for me would just be my website. It's com. So if you need anything as far as how to reach me, um, fan pages, things like that, um, everything is, I try to make it a one-stop shop. You go there, cool. you can find anything you need. Cool, cool. Well, it's amazing. Uh, like I said, we, we really loved having you. It's been an honor um, uh, that you took the time. I, I love this podcast because I like to share with all, with all listeners uh, of all kinds, you know, what an artist has to share. And you are that artist because you do it all. And, uh, and I hope to have more one-on-ones with you in the future. Whenever you want to come and share 
whatever new book you're working on or anything you want to share about Stitch Smile publications or your cover designs, feel free to come on and share that news with all of us. Awesome. Thank you for having me, and I'll come back any time for you. You know that. Thank you so, so much. And like I said, this has been a, an amazing show, and I use that word a lot. I know that uh, that's one of my favorite words. It's either blessed or amazing, um, but um, it's been a, a, a really great show today. I've really... Uh, have enjoyed speaking with you and getting to know more about you and for the listeners that are uh, tuning in I hope that you will download the podcast it'll be available right after this show through podbean.com and then tomorrow it'll be available on iTunes and I think on your mobile device it's also available on Google Play so I hope that you will check it out and uh, share it and, and listen to it and offer your comments and again, uh, Lisa's website to find her was the www.unsaintly.com, right? Is that correct? So uh, thank you again, Lisa. And I will leave you with my jazzy tune, 40th Street and Long. Um, you all have a great afternoon. And thank you for joining us on this one-on-one -on -one podcast. You all have a great afternoon. And thanks again, Lisa. Thank you.